climbers, you want to hear some songwriting and music business wisdom that is literally thousands of years old, then you're going to want to stick around for this one. Johnny, do your thing. Welcome to the game. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Do you get it? Do you get it? Not get it. Do you get it? Got it. Did, did you get it? Like, is it, <laughs> did it resonate with you? <laughs> That's what you're going to need in the new music business, people. You're going to need to prove that your art has value. It's not an opinion based on what's good and what's not good. Stay tuned for a future episode on that one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's more like, hey, have other people responded to it? That's the leverage. That's what's going to get you the pub deal. That's what's going to get you the management company. If you want a label, that's what's going to get you a label. Booking agency, all that stuff. You got to make it happen now. You don't need anybody's permission. And we want to guide you on your way to give you the tools you need to do it yourself because that's the bad news. You really do need to do it yourself. But it's uh, maybe it's a little sophisticated, but it ain't rocket science, people. So I'll be called it the climb. Uh, my co host here is a good friend and a hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. His name is Brent Baxter. And that's a Baxter in the climb. Okay. And you can, uh, what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then on the regular, he connects you with the pros that give you the opportunities you need to climb up that ladder. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully, Johnny is smart. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Cy Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few, you can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. Proverbs? Proverbs, songwriting proverbs. Proverbs. Yes. Is that like proverbs in the sense of, isn't that like a kind of a poem or something, or proverbs in the sense of the Bible chapter? As in, the yes, the book of the Bible. So here's here's my little intro. So I was doing some Bible study the other day, and there's a verse I read that really hit me like, oh, boy, this really applies in the music business. Now, this is not the first time that's happened to me by any means, but this time it struck me, and I was reading through Proverbs like, you know, there's a lot of this stuff that would make for a good climb episode. So that's, without getting overly religious, that's what I want to dive into today. Because Proverbs is a right book. Well, Jesus is a rock star. It is. <laughs> Proverbs is a book of wisdom and principles. Okay. So it is wisdom and principles, life wisdom, life principles, that kind of stuff. So like, you know what? This has been around for thousands of years. It has stood the test of time. Let's dive into some of this stuff and see how we can apply this, in this case, to songwriting and the music business. All right. I love it. So let's take care of a little business. Join the climb community. If you haven't done so already on Facebook, it's uh, open community. We let everybody in, but you do have to ask to be let in. 
All right. And there's just a couple rules. We want to hear about everything about the gigs. We want to hear about, you got questions on marketing. You want questions on songwriting. You want to talk about your wins. You want to post some music. We got places for you to do that each day of the week, all the time. So just put it in the right place. That's all you got to do. The only thing that goes in the main feed is stuff that's valuable to everybody. And I love you like a brother. I love you like a sister. I love you like a they, them, or whatever the heck you are. But you know what? Your song is not valuable to the whole damn the whole damn community, you know? <laughs> right. If there's one thing we got covered, we got songs. Yeah, yeah. We got songs. We make our own. So, so you know, good news articles, anything humorous, right, that's relevant to the community that they might find amusing. Yes. Uh, all that kind of stuff is great. And then just put your stuff. Asking questions. Wave, wave your flag high, right? Wave your artist flag, your writer flag high in the right places. And that's all. It's, it's easy peasy, right? I mean, That's right. Easy. And you're welcome to ask questions. We love questions. Yeah. Uh, because if. Usually somebody will jump in and answer before Johnny and I even get the chance to. So feel free to, you know, you can ask that way. You're not asking me to check out your new single, but you're asking, you know, for help, clarity, all that kind of stuff. We love that. So, yeah. And it's a great community. And you know what? Like I said, like you were saying, like when people do mm -hmm. ask for advice or questions or share something and the comments that they get. By the time I get there, I'm usually just with the finger pointing up emoji, like what they said. Right. That's what I would say. So guess what? Our community, like we're soup. They're smarty pants. All of them. <laughs> That's right. Because they're on the climb and they're paying attention. That's right. And one thing we like to do every Wednesday is we have the New Heights post, which is our time where we invite you to share your wins with the community. And then, you know, you share it as a comment so everybody knows where that where to go, where the party is. And so they can go and they can comment and and share and celebrate and all that stuff. So. I'm going to share one of these today from Patrick Adams. Uh, Patrick says, mark up some wins for the Amigos 3. We have three songs under serious consideration. One, I might add, was written with Brent Baxter. Hmm. Hey. Hey, that's fun. Come on. Uh, so thanks to Chris Tiscarino and Brad Hacker for letting me share this musical journey with them. Let's keep on climbing. And then, of course, we have several people below that are like, you're my boy. You know, all that good stuff. And celebrating with them. You're so my boy, bro. That is pretty Pretty cool. Let's see here. I might have done one or two of these before, but uh, Dennis DeVilbus said, I found a local harmonica guitar player to perform with. It really expands the sound of things I do with the acoustic guitar vocals. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, good job, Dennis. And By the way, yeah, thank you, Dennis, for shouting me out. I think he did it privately, so it's not really a shout out to anybody else but me, which I appreciate it. But he's like, you pronounced my name right. I was like, awesome, because I think we were, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. So, because I think he did a song title challenge. Like, <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did a recent song title challenge, uh, Blue Collar Dues, that we did with Brett Boyette. Oh, that's I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. So, if y'all have any titles. So good on you. Thank you, Dennis. Yes. If y'all have any titles for song title challenge, we are always looking for more, and you can send those in what? Info at Daredevil Production with song title challenge in the subject line. Info at DaredevilProduction.com. Yeah, with song title challenge or STC in the subject line. And it'll get into the right place. And you know what? Listen, I, I got to say something here. Like, I'm getting a lot of... So this is song title challenge. It's about the title of the song. So send me titles. Not words. I'm getting a lot of like sentences of like, it could be about this. Right. Huh. And what we're supposed to do is take your title. Say, it could be about, this. and then come up with five or six things it could be about. 
and, and do it that way. But when it's like, you know, something like, you know, the dark moon rises over a, mm. a foggy hill with a, a monkey in the tree. Like, I, that's not a title. That's a, it's like a, a description of something, which could be quite, yeah. but I, it's, it's, that's, there's nothing I can do with those, right? Those aren't titles. Right. It's a, it's a description. Right. If you want to click out part of that climber before you send it and go, Dark Moon Rises or Monkey in a Tree. Yeah. Over the hill or whatever. You chop that yeah. up and challenge us that way. But uh, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, like send, keep sending stuff in by all means. But, and this is from multiple different like contributors to this. Like it's just, mm. a, it's become a little crazy. Like, like it's not descriptive sentences. It needs to be a title. It's song title challenge. Like mm. we we don't come up with the title based on your description. Right. <laughs> it's the other way around. You send us a title. You send the title. We come in with like five or six descriptions right. and figure out different ways to kind of write it. You know. So that that that's all. Just just uh, you know, think of it that way because it's it's it's. Uh, I feel like if that's what the climbers, some of the climbers are thinking that the song titles are, it's going to make their songwriting lives difficult because yeah that's- so i mean johnny you've, you've talked to me about this off air before so we probably just need to take an episode or a song title challenge episode and just like dive into titles and what makes for interesting titles and that sort of thing so we, yeah remind me we need to we need to do that on one of those episodes and just provide that value because obviously some people uh aren't quite getting the assignment maybe because they don't quite understand this particular assignment or because they have a challenge with what titles are kind of good titles so that's a yeah and to be clear depending. like listen i love the enthusiasm i love the enthusiasm i don't want anybody to stop sending anything in like we love it i love it i love it mm-hmm. but they're just i i feel bad because it's like okay. i don't even know what to do i can't do those aren't song titles right so right, they yeah. can't, so somebody they can't be on a show going. called song title challenge right because right it's so like somebody, this is a show about horses send us in your pictures of horses and you send in dogs and we're like okay I, I'm not, I don't want to give that person shade, but this is not, yeah, to your point, not the assignment. The assignment is, <laughs> you know. Right. So, so yeah, I think we need to just kind of talk. And then, yeah, just some of the, I don't know, Brent, like some of the stuff we've talked about off air is like different tools that you can use to, mm. if you have like some sort of description or some sort of mood mm-hmm. or some sort of vibe or some sort of feeling in your head, like what steps do you take to kind of work your way to a title for that? Because sometimes, it just doesn't come with the title, right? Sometimes it's different. It just comes from a feeling. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, how many songs have been written about a, you know, a feeling like you just got, you just, you just got dumped or mm-hmm. somebody just died or, you know, that was the coolest party ever. And you just, but you're, you're, you're wanting to sort of communicate this feeling that you had in that moment right right and then you work your way to a title but the idea of the song starts mm-hmm. from the heart right with, yeah not every song has to start with, with the feeling as opposed to just like sometimes it's just a title and a hook book right which is cool too just a different way to do it but we need titles That's yes all. so we'll we'll tackle that in a future episode but for now cool all right any more wins or is that uh, that yeah that's good for today let's get into this all right. So, uh, yeah, just make sure you follow the podcast, guys, uh, wherever you listen to it. Uh, leave a rating and review and tell a friend about it. That's the most important thing. If you're getting value out of it, let them know. We want you to win. We want them to win, too. So that's right. Teach me. Teach me about ancient wisdom. All right. Oh, so uh, oh, let me just oh, oh, sensei. 
<laughs> Let me just preface this with a disclaimer. The the Bible, you know, I mentioned like I was reading the Bible the other day, and um, as I try to do, and proverb hit me as like, oh, this is really applicable to the music business. Well, let me put the disclaimer. The Bible does not exist to help me in my music career. Okay. It's not a tool for me to use for my own goals and desires. Now, if there's a much bigger reason to read the Bible, so I'm not going in there going, you know, how can I, you know, twist this or use this for me, but I'm not going to get all spiritual on this one. So if you're not in religion, don't worry. Basically the book of Proverbs, uh, which I'm drawing from in this episode is full of truth and principles that just plain work. It's ancient wisdom. Truth is truth. And I want to dive into some truth today. That's going to help you on your songwriting and music business climb. Like, like I said earlier, it's tried and true. It's stood the test of time. It's been around thousands of years, this wisdom, and it's just stuff that I think could be good. So let's go ahead and dive into the first one. Love it. Uh, Proverbs 1330. Turn with me, if you will, in your King James. Proverbs 1330. Anyway, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> good getting old school back on this one. Rage. All right. The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. So again, these are principles. Um, I was uh, actually just finished reading up Effortless by um, Greg McEwen this morning on the treadmill. And one of the things he talks about is it's basically his first book, Essentialism, is find you know and focus on what's important. Effortless uh, follow up is about how to make that easier to do what's essential. And one thing he talks about is seek principles. Not all knowledge has lasting value. Some knowledge is useful, like just once. Um, other knowledge is useful countless times. Principles, right, is it's something that can be applied again and again in many different situations. It holds up over time. It's not like, for example. If for songwriting, if on one particular song you get some feedback on a song, they go, Oh, I think you should go to the minor seven right here in the, you know, for the start top of the bridge would sound really cool. Oh, you know what? That's a great idea. Do that. Does that mean that every bridge that you write should start with the minor seven or whatever? No. Right. right. That's just a, a method, a, a tactic that is useful one time. Not a principle. But right? if there's a principle of going, oh, what you want to do is have this sort of melodic change into your bridge or a step up or a blah, 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 then that's a principle that you can apply in many different ways and many different songs going forward. So that's what we, one of the things about. That's knowledge that has a lot of leverage, right? Yeah. It's a principle, it's a foundational knowledge. So that's kind of what we're aiming at here. So anyway, again, Proverbs 13.30, the one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Um, as I like to say, choose friends you can rise with, not friends you have to rise above. Mm. Choose friends you can rise with, not friends you have to rise above. So if your friends are lazy songwriters, guess what? You're, you know company you keep man it rubs off on you if they're lazy writers you're going to end up being a lazy writer whether that means i'm lazy and i don't write or i knock off at lunch or ah that's good enough on to the next one if your friends have negative attitudes you'll end up with a negative attitude too but if your friends are go-getters you'll end up being more of one too so it's basically birds of a feather man yeah you know, they, they rub off on you. Again, this is very foundational stuff. This is nothing <laughs> this, this is nothing you probably haven't heard before, but it's a different way of getting at some of these. But you know what? There's some nuance in there that I want to cover. Like, it dawned on me when you were saying that just now. You know, they say in the music industry that, yeah, it's difficult, it's this and that, but, you know, the cream always rises to the top, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, let's just, just visualize this with me. 
first of all, what does the cream usually rise to the top in? Like, what's the container typically? Um, I don't know. Is it a kettle or something like a bucket, a, a, glass, jar? How do they separate? Whatever it is, let's just call it a kettle. Okay, kettle, yeah. so there's lots of different kettles, right? Yeah, the cream keeps rising to the top. So, like you're you're a local artist, let's say, and I'll, next thing you know, you're crushing it in your hometown, right? Well, you kind of outgrow that. You, you your cream rose to the top there, and that you outgrow that. You go to a bigger market, right? Mm -hmm. And then you crush that, and then next thing you know, you've got a, a national attention right there there's people that can really really make moves for you and make a career mm -hmm. because they see your talent they see that it's good well when that happens on those different levels like a local level like a mid-level and a bigger stage whether it's songwriting mm -hmm. in a songwriting group or whether it's an artist in a market the point i'm trying to make is that if you're talented then your cream is rising to the top and guess what you're going to do is surpass some people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe, maybe like your journey, you're just going to get it quicker. Maybe it's just more intuitive for you. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that some other people are going to get there in time. You know, I think of the conversation like I had with, um, oh gosh, strike me down. I'm forgetting his name right now. But who's the, uh, Ashley Gorley turned this writer onto us. He's like a pro writer. I forgot his name. Um, Dead again, right? Anyway, we, I, I was out. He, he came up and said hello and introduced himself. He's mm. like, you're Johnny, right? I, I love the podcast. And Ashley turned me on to it. And I'm like, wait, stop. Wait, what? Ashley Gorley turned you on? Really? He knows who we are? That's cool, right? Yeah. But And his story was this. Like, you know, Ashley went right out of high school to Nashville and started working. He went into the military, I think. Yeah. And then came out of the military and then came to Nashville. So guess what? His cream rose later because yeah. he had these other things he had to do. But it rises to the top. And I think one of the hardest thing that lessons that humans have to learn, especially good humans with humility and, and good, big hearts, is leaving your friends behind, mm -hmm. which you have to do sometimes. Yeah. You know? And if your cream is rising to the top and you sort of outgrow this class of writers that you're writing with, Right. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden you're not being helped by this group anymore. Right. right. Like you have to find another group of why, what was the phrase like the, uh, 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 with the word, the one who walks with the wise will become wise. But the yeah. So now you need to start. walk with, you need to walk with the wise. Right. And yep. so, and, and so those relationships have to shift gears and, a lot of times if they're true friends and they're understanding, then that it's going to shift gears and it's going to be fine. But sometimes when it shifts gears, it's not fine and it's hard right. and it's, there's friction. But the point is you, th this is has to happen. Mm -hmm. If your cream is rising to the top, you know, and then you go from like this local sort of kettle that you're in to like a mid-level kettle, mm -hmm. you know, to there's like mid-level riders here in Nashville. And then there's the big rooms, you know, right. with, the, with the big, the big, big biggies. And you don't get in those rooms by accident, but the cream will rise to the top. And that means you really have to focus on that. Okay. I, I need to learn, right? I want to be, mm -hmm. I mean, I've made a living out of being the dumbest guy in the room. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Those are good rooms to be in. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like Patrick Mahomes isn't still, you know, playing ball with his buddies from Texas Tech and wherever he went to high school. Yeah. But, you know, this this proverb I look at is is a lot of like, okay, wisdom. You know, so it's people that have negative attitudes, people that are toxic, people that 
already know everything, so they're not willing to learn anything else. People that don't have good work ethic, that kind of stuff, like that are foolish, right? They're foolish. Right. Or, or even what about the nuance, even if they're not right. foolish? What if it's just that their pursuit of epic craftsmanship on writing a song is nowhere near as strong as yours? Right. Yeah. That's a thing, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one. So basically, yeah, walk with the wise, you'll become wise. You know, lie down with dogs, you'll wake up with fleas, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Be careful about who you're hanging out with. Yeah. Because that is, people will look at groups and go, oh, they're part of that group. Or that group will rub off on you and they're going to rub off on you in positive or negative ways. Yeah. So which which way do you want that to be? Because take a look at what they are. It's like what they say. It's the saying, you know, that other saying of uh, you're the average of the your five closest friends. Yeah, you know, you're kind of the average. I mean, that works in so many regards, whether it's health, weight, income, all the stuff, education. Not that just that we find each other, but also that we rub off on each other that way. I mean, I, there are some studies. I read a book called Friend of a Friend, and it was spooky. It was like they've done studies where even like. If the, literally the friend of your friend is overweight and you don't really know them, they're not really your friend, but they're friends of your friend, you tend to be heavier. Interesting. Like some, it just like culture and what's normalized and all this stuff, it rubs off, right? Yeah. So anyway, so walk with the wise. Uh, here's a couple I'm kind of batching together. Proverbs 6, 6 or 11 and this is one of my favorites. Go to the ant, you slacker. Observe its ways and become wise. Without leader, administrator, or ruler, it prepares its provisions in the summer. It gathers its food during harvest. How long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, and your poverty will come like a robber. Mm. And here's another one. It kind of dovetails with that. Proverbs 10, 4, and 5. Idle hands make one poor, but diligent hands bring riches. The son who gathers during summer is prudent. The son who sleeps during harvest is disgraceful. So, you know that old uh, that old story, the ant and the grasshopper? Yeah. You know, the, the ant worked hard all summer. The grasshopper sitting on a leaf, just chewing on it and just you know, laughing at him for working so hard. Right. And you're staying easy, then winter comes and the, and the, ant, and the grasshopper is starving and the ant you know, has all he needs. So... It, it's some of that. It's basically this takes hard work. If you want to be a pro, you got to work like a pro. The ant, okay, it doesn't have a leader. It doesn't have an administrator. It doesn't have a ruler. Guess what? Neither do you. Not in this thing, right? Nobody is, even if you have a publishing deal, I mean, there's bare minimum requirements really to keep your deal as far as like meet your quota that you have to write for the year. Now, to keep your deal over the long term, yeah, it's very super competitive. It's, it's a high bar, but just like on a day-to-day basis, they're not going, Hey, uh, you're five minutes late. You didn't clock in today. No, nobody's doing that. And before you're in the business, you really don't have an overseer or someone administrator, somebody who's watching you going, okay, boy, you've written one song in the past month. Where is it? We're waiting for our songs. Nobody's doing that. The ant, does it anyway. And you want to be like the ant. You want to be the one that works diligently without supervision, without having to be told to. Because really, if if we have to tell you and breathe down your neck to make you do it, this ain't for you. Go get another gig. 
this is not what you need to be doing. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, you have to have like a fascination with it, you know, and and all things, all the facets of it. Mm -hmm. Like when we first got down to Florida, I remember, you know, I heard it from some people, some of the people in the Almond Brothers camp. And then I heard it again from like uh, our manager who also managed another major label artist Mm -hmm. at the time. And it's like, man, it's like your songs and your talent. It's like... 10%. Yeah. 10% of what you need. It's a mission critical 10%. Yes. You got to meet spec. Right. Yeah. But it's only 10%. And the the rest of it's like hustle, man. It's hustle. Yeah. It's hustle. I mean, we all know talented, smart people that aren't worth a lick. Right. They don't accomplish. Yep. And I know, and I know there's plenty of talented, smart people here in Nashville who have different levels of success. Oh yeah. Because based on how they view hustle. Yeah. I mean, we can name artists that we know in our personal lives that seem like they're way more talented than some of the people on the charts. Mm-hmm. But they're not on the charts. Mm-hmm. Now, I have no disrespect at all for the people that are on the charts. No, to me, if anything, more respect going, wow, they weren't naturally gifted this stuff. They are hustling their butt off. They're maximizing their potential. Kudos. Yeah. Salute. You know, yeah. some of those artists that you're like, how did they, how are they so big? Well, they worked a butt off and they're smart yeah. and they're talented. They meet spec. Yep. You know, they meet spec. They're good enough. Yep. Now the, the, that makes a hustle have an outcome. So, and that's what separates the wheat from the chaff, baby. Exactly. Exactly. So be diligent, right? Idle hands make one poor. So if you, Hey, if you want to be an amateur, that's, that's cool. Work like an amateur. If you want to be a pro, you got to work like a pro. Before you turn pro, mm-hmm. that's how you turn pro. Like, you know, talk about being internal pro and being external pro. The internal pro is one who has the mindset, the, is the, the interest in learning the craft, the business of the professional, the work ethic, all that stuff. You got this stuff on the inside and you got to 
in almost every case, you got to work that up on the inside before it starts showing on the outside, meaning you're starting to get publisher meetings, you get a publishing deal, you got song on the radio, you got something to hang on your wall, that kind of stuff. That's the external pro. But you got to turn pro internally first. Mm -hmm. So if you want to turn pro, that's a decision. That's a decision is what that is. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, here's another one. Proverbs 6, 12 through 15. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes around speaking dishonestly, winking his eyes, signaling with his feet, and pestering with his fingers. He always plots evil with perversity in his heart. He stirs up trouble. Therefore, calamity will strike him suddenly. He will be shattered instantly beyond recovery. And Proverbs 10, 9 says, The one who lives with integrity lives securely, but whoever perverts his ways will be found out. So, again, these are principles. This is not saying that every single person who deals dishonestly will come to immediate ruin. It's not saying that every person who lives with integrity will, without a doubt, every 100% of the time rise to the top. Again, these are principles, right? Mm -hmm. In general, the music business is a fairly small community. So if you're stabbing people in the back, talking smack about them, or dealing dirty with folks, what's going to happen? Word's going to get around, right? Yeah. If somebody screws you over, Johnny, I want to know about it before I ever start to work with him so I can decide not to work with him. Yeah. You know, you're going to tell me because if you're like, oh, wait, you're talking to so, oh, okay, well, I got to tell you. This is what they do with me. Be, be advised, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, I don't want any part of that. Right? Yeah. Stuff gets out. But if you're also like, you know, if you live with integrity, like, you're like, Johnny, off air, I've seen how you talk about like your clients and people. And I know that you genuinely want to help your clients. Yeah. You care about them creating success for them. I've never seen you or heard you do anything that makes me think like you're dishonest with your, your client's money, with how you deal with them. Like you, good faith, integrity. And that's why we're doing this show. Like if you were shady and how you deal with people, I don't want that stank on me. Right. Right. Same thing with Ray Hamilton of uh, song placement pros. Like I've gotten to know Ray over the past year or two and we do some events together. Um, My, you know, songwriting pro and his stuff. And same thing, man, I've, I've seen him be generous, like behind the scenes with people. Yeah. Not greedy. Not, I've never gotten the vibe that he's looking to take advantage of anybody. Like he seems to be a man of integrity like you are Mm -hmm. like, yeah, those are people I want to hang with. So I think, what goes around comes around like, you know, we don't want to work with sharks. Yeah. Sometimes people can backstab their way to the top for a while. And again, but again, this is principles This is in general. If you have integrity, people are going to want you to win. Right. Cause like, Oh man, they did right by me. You know, they could have gotten away with something that they didn't, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to see them succeed. You're going to want to help them if you can. And hopefully good word gets around about you if you live with integrity or at least not bad words or if they do you live in such a way that people won't believe it right yeah because i would i would hope that you know i mean there are some (laughs) there are some people uh you've run across there i you know you have haters out there right yeah if you ain't making anything what was that (laughs) if you don't have haters you're not doing it right exactly you're not if you don't make haters you don't make anything and so Ray and I definitely had this this one person that um, can't remember his name now, which kind of makes me sad. But it was like a Hall of Fame hater, like would just rail against us. 
and just calls all kinds of stuff just because, you know, he didn't get the result that he wanted. Other we didn't bat on his feet and, and go make him a superstar because his songs weren't good enough. And so bad mouthing us and whatever. And, you know, our personal credibility, our integrity, all this stuff he just rails against. So I'm, you know, okay, well, that's his, like, uh, your opinion, dude, you know, because you didn't get what you wanted and you're kind of crazy. But so my hope is just that the people that see that will go, no, man, I've worked with Brent. I know Brent. That is not Brent. Mm-hmm. You know, or the same with Ray. Like, that ain't Ray. I know that this guy's a hater. Yeah. Yeah. Like, th- no, that's not been my experience. I don't believe that. Yeah. And so it falls on deaf ears because hopefully, you know, I try to live in such a way that if somebody's out there talking smack about, you know, my integrity or work ethic or whatever, that people that know know better and go, no, yeah, you know, it has, it's a smooth surface. He can't get a, he can't get a handhold on that. Sorry. They're going to slide right off. And so, you know, man, remember no like and trust, right? We've talked about that hundred times on the podcast, mm-hmm. people got to know you, they got to like you and they got to trust you. That's what opens doors. And so I don't care if I know you and I like you, if I don't trust you, well, if I really don't trust you, I probably don't like you that much <laughs> to be honest. Right. Yeah. There's a limit on my like, you might be like, yeah, you're fun to hang out with and you're, you're, you know, yeah. your show. But I'm going to keep you, I'm going to keep you at a distance. Yeah. But I'm going to keep you at a distance. I'm going to keep you, your hands way far away from my wall. And in small doses. So it's, Yeah. But if I know you and I like you and I trust you, then, man, the door's open. How can I help you? You know, working together. Trust is a a big, important part of this business. So live with integrity. It can be tempting sometimes to try and take that, the short-term gain from something that, you know, you sell out your integrity a little bit Uh for like, oh, but, you know, it's, it's a desperate business, right? I'm desperate for this. I need this opportunity. I need whatever this is. It's not worth it long-term because one thing, it just gets easier to do, mm-hmm. right? If you'll do it for a buck, you'll definitely do it for a thousand bucks, right? Yeah. It it adds up. But at the same time, if you can get, you know, I remember a story where some rich person was in a church and, you know, his tithe, which, you know, his, his giving to the church was like, I don't know, millions of dollars or whatever. Like, man, how can you give that? How can you give all that? away you know this guy's done very well for himself he's like it's because i've tithed on my first dollars so it just grew mm-hmm. as my as my net you know uh net worth increased it wasn't something big where all of a sudden i decided to write a check for millions of dollars no, i'd been giving the whole time the numbers grew just because you know my numbers grew yeah so same thing with integrity same thing with giving same thing with taking and stealing and being dishonest yeah that'll grow with you too you won't outgrow that. Well, I'll just be, I'm going to be a little shady now, but then just to get to the point where I don't have to be anymore. Oh, you're building habits. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like being kind of pregnant. You're, you're shady yeah. or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you are or you aren't. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. That is binary in our that world. That is definitely yeah. binary. All right. Okay, now we're going to really make people mad. I'm talking out of the Bible, and you just said something is definitely binary, and I'm talking truth here. So, all right, we may lose some people. But anyway, all right, here's another one. Well, I mean, binary, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like on or off, right? Right or wrong, left or right. It's very, very clear right. on on that subject matter where most things are, are nuanced. Yes. You know, I just feel like – I feel like it was necessary to say that because – we get pounded every day on social media, on TV, on radio 
with very freaking binary false binary circumstances right like if you're not for this then you're against this you know right and there's so and it's you know especially when it comes with politics and stuff like those the legislature stuff Mm -hmm. they'll pick the one thing they want to talk about on the news and there's that that bill it's a thousand pages, right? A thousand pages of crap that's in there, and they're picking like one sentence from one line of crap, and that's what they're hanging their flag on. So, therefore, if you don't agree with that, mm-hmm. you're against all this stuff. And it's like, hold on, have we read the rest of it? You know, it's yeah. so nuanced. It also and it's says so- to kick puppies and grandmas in that bill yeah, somewhere yeah. else. And it's not that I don't like the you know, let's grow flowers on every street corner part of it. It's just that I don't like to kick grannies and kick puppies yeah what and so and so it's always just so much more nuanced than that and i i hate that as a society we're getting Mm. we're getting conditioned to react that way but when it comes to being shady that's straight up you either are you aren't you know right that that is clean cut black or white you know yes don't be shady don't be shady all right here's another one all right. Proverbs eleven twenty four through 26 says, One person gives freely, yet gains more. Another withholds what is right, only to become poor. A generous person will be enriched, and the one who gives a drink of water will receive water. People who curse anyone who ho- or people will curse anyone who hoards a grain, but a blessing will come to the one who sells it. Uh, so I think this is really good. T- you know, we're talking about giving a little bit. I think it's important to be generous. As a principle, that's going to come back around. There's reciprocity. There's abundance mentality versus scarcity mentality. I think being generous means giving like generous credit on a song. Like maybe you wrote most of it in the room that day and they kind of pretty much just drank coffee. and Or, or when you're playing out, you always mention your co-writers, that sort of thing. It's good to be generous with credit. Like, okay, we're going to split the, the, you know, the natural model of splitting ownership on a song is even splits word for a third, all that stuff, you know, if you, yeah. And right. Is that way we're not fighting over percentages. We're not fighting. If you're Johnny, if you're not writing a song and, and you're really like passionate about, I think this lyric that I wrote for the bridge is the right one versus continuing to work on it or something. I said, I want to know that you're really working for what's best for the song, not what's best for your percentage of ownership. Right. You're fighting for the song, not for your bank account. Yeah, exactly. Because if you do, then if you're fighting for the song, then your bank account will take care of itself. Right. So that's that's the general model. So be generous. So that goes with song splits. It goes with giving credit to your co-writers when you play out. So people always love that. Uh, so it's not name dropping. No, it can be. But hey, it's giving credit where credit's due. And if that gets back, like, oh, yeah, they played your song. Well, how'd you know it was my song? Well, they mentioned you. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you. I, I like that, that the person did that, you know? Okay. And sometimes people even do it funny. They're like, well, um, Johnny D's not here tonight, so I wrote this one by myself. You know, they'll do that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know. <laughs> but it also means giving your time to folks who need it, like, or being generous with sharing advice and opportunities. Yes, yeah, some will take advantage of you, but good folks are going to remember you. I mean, we do this. Now, with the podcast, we're being generous. We're giving away a lot of our experience, our hard-earned knowledge and wisdom and education, our bruises, as well as our cuts here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Some, A lot of people are going to listen to the podcast, take the free stuff, and never you know, hire you 
Uh, be a client of Daredevil or never join songwritingpro.com. I wish they would. Many people won't. You know what? I'm still going to be generous about this. I'm still giving this stuff away. Yeah. Because right, it's out there. It's out there to be taken. Exactly. We're giving it away. We're trying to be generous. We want you to take. Right. And if we were stingy with our knowledge, then how many people, how many people came into either of our communities, you as a, you know, for coaching or as a client of Daredevil or as a member of songwritingpro.com, how many came through through like the blog or a podcast or some other free resource that we were giving away? Mm-hmm. So, but I think also as you can be generous with advice and opportunities. Yeah. Again, some people are going to take advantage of you, but the good folks are going to remember you and they'll want to help you out when they can. And the last part of that verse says, it's interesting. It says people will curse anyone who hoards a grain, but a blessing will come to the one who sells it. Uh, so I think it's interesting. They say to the one who sells the grain, like don't you have to give the grain away, Yeah, <laughs> make it accessible. Right. Yeah. And so I don't mean to give away the store. Because this doesn't even suggest that. You know, the Bible does talk about radical generosity, radical giving, mm-hmm. and very much against greed and that kind of scarcity mentality and fear-based hoarding. But, you know, it doesn't even mean here to sell, you know, to give away the store. Like, it's good to be fairly compensated for your work. You don't want to be a doormat. Mm-hmm. But be generous. Yeah. Be generous. Don't hold everything just for yourself. Try to bring people along with you. Be generous with whether, it, you know, it's sometimes you you may get a lead on, oh, so-and-so is, you know, Alan Jackson's doing a record and he's doing this kind of thing. He's doing a reggae record. Who knew? Alan's doing a reggae <laughs> record. Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. You know, I don't know. So, okay, do I, do I tell my buddies that may have something or do I go and just try to hoard that and try to get something on there and they'll be like wow did he you know then i land some on there like i didn't even know alan had was doing a reggae record and you're like yeah i did <laughs> you didn't know <laughs> you know it's, well i didn't so, know either well how come your song's on it well somebody, oh, man the universe works in mysterious ways i guess <laughs> i gotta go now yeah i gotta <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it you know so we have to we have to fight those battles because, again, that's that's fear-based, that's competition, that's, like, oh, man, do I tell my buddies who might knock me off a record with something that they wrote instead? But if you're thinking long game, again, that's, hey, Neil Cody, you know, or one of my other co-writers, Alan's doing a reggae record, really weird, you got anything? Or, hey, let's write something. If they don't, they may say, hey, let's write something if we can get it there. But if not, and they land on there, you know, they may, re- hopefully they may remember like, oh man, Brent turned me on to that opportunity. That's cool, man. I own one. Yeah. And it comes, it comes around. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I remember when my buddy Aaron Goodwin, he's a successful multi number ones in Canada as a, as a country artist and, and he's putting stuff out in the States now. So Aaron Goodwin, he's good. He's a Goodwin. I remember years ago, so back before he had his deal up in Canada and was putting out stuff, he was just like this 18, 19 year old kid that was coming down. I was writing with him some. And I remember him uh, one time we were talking. He's like, Hey, man, you know, I know a bunch of Canadian artists up here. They're always looking for songs. Do you have like any, any really cool stuff that you want to send me and maybe I can pass it along? I was like, thinking, like, Well, what's in it for you? <laughs> you know, he's like, I just want them. He goes, Nothing. You know, but I just want them to learn that I'm a good place to go for good songs. 
even if they're if they're not mine. Yeah. And that always really impressed me the like how smart that was of Aaron because it definitely made me have good vibes toward Aaron. Like well, that's so cool that he would be willing to pass along a song of mine that he didn't write on, he didn't have any no participation in, right? Mm-hmm. And so then really stuck with me like, well, that's really cool of Aaron. You know, so good vibes. Yeah. And then on the other end of that, the artist he may talk to to be like, oh yeah, well, you know, a buddy of mine's this songwriter in Nashville. He's you know, he's got a song that might fit that. Let me see if I can, you know, kind of send it to you or whatever. And then that artist is probably going, Well, that Aaron Goodman's a cool dude. He didn't write that song. He just wanted to hook me up with a good song. Yeah. Huh. I like Aaron. Yeah. I hope I can cut one of his one day. And they're being trained to go to Aaron for good songs. <laughs> you know, exactly. even if you, well, you know what? It increases his status in a very real way and uh-huh. in the best way possible. You know, it increases his value all by being generous. He's for the art. He's for the whole thing. He, he wants everybody to win, you know, exactly. All by being generous. And so that's that instead of hoarding it for himself, well, I don't want them to find about, out about Brent. I want to keep, you know, his songs for me or whatever. No, it just be generous. Goes around and comes around, you know? All right, let's see here. I could go on, like, for a long time, because Proverbs is flat full of good stuff. Uh, but let me see here. What was, I got a list here. What do I want to look at now? Okay, here's a good one. Maybe will this be our last one? I don't want Ren to have to spend, you know, eight hours editing this this show. Hey, Ren. All right. going to go through Bible study twice. <laughs> exactly. This is for you, son. This one's specifically for my son. No. <laughs> our pot, so my, my son, Rand, is doing our podcast editing these days. So anyway. All right. Proverbs. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Proverbs 11.2 says, when pride comes, grace disfollows. Sorry. When pride comes, disgrace follows. But with humility comes wisdom. And Proverbs 13, 10, and 11 says, Arrogance leads to nothing but strife, but wisdom is gained by those who take advice. Wealth obtained by fraud will dwindle, but whoever earns it through labor will multiply. So without getting too much into it, Johnny, we we talked about off air and this may become its own episode, but I had a I did a song feedback. Oh, this is a different one, I think. Yeah, this I had a guy email me after song feedback. So I did a this is a service I provide. Send me a couple bucks in a song and I'll record my, my feedback, my evaluation of it. I'll send it back to you. I usually do like eight or 10 minutes of breaking down your song, what I think about it, what I think is awesome and where there are opportunities to make it better. Anyway, email back. And then I have an auto send thing that just like a week or so later goes, Hey, how'd it go? You know, any feedback for me, whatever, just checking in. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I asked for his feedback on my feedback and boy, was he glad to give it. Now I dislike him and his song. <laughs> and, yeah. and it wasn't because, because he didn't agree with me. That's fine. I mean, the whole business is based on, it's art, right? We all disagree on stuff. Uh, that's not a problem. But it was just funny how it, he's, he was arguing for a song and how I completely missed the boat. And I basically don't know what I'm talking about and started listing all you know this other feedback he'd gotten from people. What about what this person said about it? And this person said about it? And this person said about it? You totally missed the boat on this. You totally missed the point, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I still don't like your song. <laughs> you know? Who were those other people? Yeah. But now, wow, I don't have a good vibe about you either. Now it's fine to disagree. 
That's fine. But there's humility. Yeah. And I wrote back about, okay, this is some value of humility here, you know, cause you can't, you can't argue somebody into liking your song. It's just not going to work. Right. That's right. Best thing you can do to prove them wrong is to go prove them wrong. Yeah. Like go get a cut yeah. somewhere. If you're so sure about it, go make it a number one hit and then hit me up. Exactly. <laughs> then I'll be like, yeah, you're right. I missed it. Sure did. Yep. Silly me. That's welcome to business, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that's how it works. Cause I've done that. I've, I've gotten a song idea. I remember one time specifically my, my friend Robin, she pitched a, a title to me that I just wasn't feeling that day. I just like, I don't know. I don't feel it. And she wrote it with, you know, another pro and end up going top 10 in Canada. You know, I was like, Oh, wow. Nah, yeah, I missed out on that one, but I wasn't feeling <laughs> it. Hey, welcome to the business, you know, but yeah, maybe it wasn't yours to have to begin with. Yeah. I might not have, I might've ruined it. Yeah. Cause obviously the guy that got it, her co-writer that got, it, he got it and he added yeah. value and, and she's a great writer too. And so he didn't screw it up and yeah, you know, it would have been a different song and who knows, but it's like, yeah, I missed that one. I missed it. So that that's all right to disagree with feedback that you get, but it's talking about humility and, and being open to, to learning. I remember, and this is, you know, that kind of within the climb, maybe a famous story of that, you know, you'd have been a, one of the biggest writers in town in the nineties. Right. Yeah. When I uh-huh. went met with this young guy that was at a label, A&R and, and he listened to a couple of my songs and basically told me my stuff was getting kind of stale and dated. And, I'm like, huh. And he suggested I go check out records and what's actually getting on records, how they're talking lyrically and stuff. And of course it hurt my feelings because I'd already had publishing deals and, and cuts and hit by this time. And I mentioned that to a, a, a close friend of mine and he was like, Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just a kid. You're a great writer. You just, you know, which is sweet. He was, and he didn't say you weren't a great writer. What he said was that, you know, your blue solo cups are amazing. The problem is, the market doesn't want blue solo cups right now. Yeah. People are cutting red solo cups. Right. And, and so that was tempting to go, yes, you're right. I am a great writer and he's an idiot and I don't need to change. Well, that's yeah. okay. What humility though. Right. Thankfully at that time it was like, I was humble enough to go, I'm going to do the homework. Like he suggested mm-hmm. I do this. I mean, he's on that side of the desk for a reason. I'm going to go check it out. And if I disagree with him, then I'll disagree with him then. I did not disagree with him when I was done. Right. It did change the way I, I presented lyrics and wrote lyrics and I was, and I'm better for it. Mm-hmm. It taught me an important lesson just about keeping up with trends and that sort of thing, which I would not have learned that lesson if I had not been open to learning that lesson. You can't learn anything new if you already know it all. Yeah. And so humility is important. And another thing too, if I had over our sushi that we were having when he told me this, if I'd been like, you're an idiot. Listen, I, I got this Alan Jackson. I got this Randy Travis thing. I got this lady. A. What? And I'm like 10 years older than you. Yeah. What do you know? Well, he goes, well, I know I'm never gonna listen to one of your songs again. <laughs> you know, <Yep. laughs> it doesn't do any good. Right. <laughs> there are people that there's jobs I had that I got, I got, I got set free from involuntarily involuntary freedom but you know what i could i could have stormed out of the office and said all kinds of names but instead kept a good relationship now we work together in in a different kind of professional capacity more they work for me because i know they do a good job yeah yeah humility right and so i think it's just it's important that 
if you get a feedback on a song that you don't like or pass or whatever, not that you just go, well, I suck. I'm terrible. That's not humility either. All right. Not playing the victim kind of thing, but just going, okay, what can I learn from this? Because I have something to learn. I'm not as good as I could be. We all have room to improve. We all have room to grow, whether it's the craft of writing our stage craft, how we perform on stage, how we sell from the stage, how we market ourselves. So everything, right? We can all improve in all these areas, but not if we already think that we know what's up and we have nothing to learn. And so I would just encourage y'all to have a humble spirit when it comes to that. Not so humble that like, oh, well, I don't belong here. I'm just going to move on home. Right. No, that's not the kind of humility I'm talking about. It's like, okay, I belong here, but I want to get better. I want to get better. I want to get better. And I have stuff to learn from people. Even if I'm better at them at some things, I still have things to learn from them in other areas, possibly. So yeah. anyway, that's those are some proverbs. So again, it's a book of principles, not a book of promises, right? So it's not saying if you have integrity, you will always rise to the top or that Right. Every jerk, you know, backstabber will always come to the run within, you know, the end of this 30-minute sitcom or whatever. But it's principles. In general, you will be more successful. You will have better outcomes if you if you follow these. So I definitely recommend the book of Proverbs. It's in the Bible. It's toward the middle. Go to Psalms in the middle and turn turn toward the before that. Try <laughs> before Psalms. <laughs> turn to the well, right on, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the climb community, comment on the podcast, leave a rating and review, and tell a friend about it. That's what we want you to do. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.